get your head in the game. What's going on, everybody? This is Ball Up Top Micro Podcast for March the 2nd, 2022. I'm your host, Mike. Not that much has been going on in the basketball world. We've been watching the Lakers continue to free fall, which has been interesting watching Twitter, of all things. I've been seeing, like, the, the LeBron fans are getting almost belligerent and refusing to acknowledge the fact that he's getting a, he's becoming an older player. Because, yes, he's playing nice. Like, we, nobody disputes that he's playing well. But the thing is, is he's not able to carry teams to victories anymore. And, and anyone who thinks that this is like picking on LeBron, it's not. Because he's playing well and they're still losing. Which, describes, which talks about his impact on the game and his teammates. But it's interesting watching Twitter because the arguments are really just getting out of control. Like people, we're going to later on in basketball philosophy, probably a few weeks from now, we're going to do a series talking about the difference between how you feel and what's fact. And what the difference between best, greatest, and favorite is. Because I kind of feel like in today's world that those meanings are getting confused but and and this is an example because LeBron is many people's favorite player but he's no longer the best player and people are getting confused the fact that they're it's almost like they question their own identity but that's for another show overall the Lakers are still struggling they lost last night to Dallas and what I watched last night I watched Luka Doncic decide whether it was him or Jason Kidd, but they decided to pick on LeBron James. They kept picking until LeBron was covering Luka, and then Luka would expose him. It's an un it, it, it's it's not pretty to watch. Um, LeBron has been on the downside for a while, especially on defense. Like his offense is still carrying, but his defense really isn't. In other news, Russell Westbrook, there's there's a story going around that Russell Westbrook and the Lakers have both mutually agreed in parting ways this offseason. What does that mean? I don't know. I know that Westbrook's trade value is at an all-time low, but I still very much think he can contribute and he can be a, a prime player. So it's, it's going to be interesting how that turns out, where he turns out, and what kind of compensation do they get for him. Um... Like I said, it's all-time low. And he has a lot of money on the books if you're going to try and buy him out. So I kind of feel like you're almost forced into a trade. And so the Lakers may have to take on bad contracts to move him. And there's not much draft compensation at this point. There's there's a lot going on with that. There, um, There's kind of a... Well, Devin Booker... Going to him, he's entering COVID protocols. The Suns are on top. It'll give some of their role players more exposure and more strength for different lineups for Monty Williams. But him and Chris Paul being out at the same time is is not a good look. They're still a good team, I think. I just I wouldn't be surprised even though Golden State's struggling if Golden State ends up catching them in the West. Um. Isaiah Thomas got a 10-day contract with the with the Charlotte Hornets. This is his third team this year. 
anyone who's listened to the show for a long period of time knows I'm, I'm a big Isaiah Thomas guy. I, I really like him. I like him as a person, at least the person that, you know, that he's portrayed to be. I like his work ethic. I, I like his story. And I like the fact that he's always been an underdog. And it, it's really interesting. Like, Isaiah, if you look at how he's played in the NBA this year, he's like, oh, really, he shouldn't really be in the league. But if you look at how he's played in the G League this year, he freaking just destroys everything. So it's going to be really interesting to see if he finds his groove. Because as much as I would really like to see him in the league, there is a possibility that this might, this, this might, this is his third chance this year. So it's a possibility that this might be it. John Morant, um, ESPN polled its own, I guess its own reporters. They have him second in the MVP race. Had that 50, dropped that 52 point game. I'm not going to lie. I was not a big John Morant person, but I am now. He's incredible. He has as much upside as anybody in the league. And he and he wants to compete. He wants to he wants to win. And I'm always a sucker for those type of players. Those guys that that they just they, they put it all out there every game. And if they win, they win. If they lose, they lose, but they don't make excuses. To quote John Morant, they want all that smoke. They want it all. And Memphis as a team and how they play, I don't think they have enough as a team. But I would hate to be the franchise that has to face them in the playoffs. Because they have an explosive score, they play really good defense, and they have solid scores around them. They don't have a real number two, but they have a bunch of guys who on any given night will give you double-figure points. So, yeah, it's, it's, what can you say about it? Like, like that Memphis team is going to be, like, Memphis, to me, it's got an outside chance, but I could see them beating Golden State. I could see them beating the Suns. Like, there's no one I can't see them beating. I'm not saying they will. I could also see them losing to those teams, but just, like, they've got a puncher's chance, I should say, against anybody. Um, recently, Kendrick Perkins has come out kind of against LeBron, but not really. Basically, he called out LeBron's body language in the Pelicans' loss. And me personally, like, I'm not, I'm not a Kendrick Perkins person because I do feel that he is very much protective of his people that he's played with and his friends and and his former teammates, which is not a bad quality. It's just a quality. It's not a good quality for a a media person. But what I find, but I do appreciate the fact that he was, sometimes I don't think he's very, he doesn't have the most honest takes on people that he has personal relationships with. But But calling LeBron out about his body language was a very, very fair take. It really was. And that's not like I'm what I'm accustomed to from Kendrick. Um, Charles Oakley recently uh, basically disrespected Giannis in saying that he felt that Giannis would be a, like a bench player or a role player during his time. 
look, old players need to stop. They just need to stop. Now, don't get me wrong. The league was different. And just because a player is an elite player now does not mean they would have been an elite player then. And vice versa. Like, Oakley was, I think he was a one-time all-star. He was a really good, he was a solid power forward, good defensively, used a, played with a lot of muscle. And that's who he was. And I, like, I've always liked Oak. But Oakley wouldn't have been able to handle, Oakley wouldn't have been able to handle Giannis in any way, shape, or form. Let's not pretend like he would. Giannis is too tall, too long, too fast, and Giannis is strong. It's not like Giannis is this weak guy. So, yeah, the lanes would have been more clogged, so Giannis's game would have had to transform some. But he has shown enough footwork and enough post-game to say that over, if, he, if that was his major focus, that he would be solid at that. But saying he would be a role player, that's just ridiculous. And like I said, and vice versa, because there are some players, I hear fans all the time try to say that Jordan would be a a, a, a poor man, DeMar DeRozan in this league. That's like smoking crack. Like, I don't understand how anyone can watch basketball and believe that. So there, it goes back and forth between modern and old school fans. Um, the big, uh, big question right now is whether Ben Simmons is going to play next week against the Sixers. Let me answer that question for everybody. He's not going to do it. Like I mentioned earlier, John Morant wants that smoke. Ben Simmons does not want that smoke. He doesn't. He, if I feel like if he could get out of playing in Philly ever again, even as a road player, even if he was in the Western Conference and only had to go there once a year, that he will avoid it at all costs. That, that's the feeling I get. And I could, like, I could be wrong. Like, I'm not, like, I could be 100% wrong. But he just doesn't seem to want it. He doesn't seem to want, he doesn't want that smoke. He's not a guy like John Morant who... It's like, okay, like, 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 what's the challenge? He just kind of wants to do his thing. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, people are angry at Ben Simmons. I get it. But some of that anger is because he's not who you want him to be. Or he's not who his talent dictates he could be. But he's got he's going to be him. And, and sometimes, like, and I, and I get caught up in it sometimes, too, because it's frustrating to see a guy with that much ability and that much skill just kind of like frittering around with his career, but it's it's his career. But that, that's all I have for you this episode. Um, next episode will be another basketball philosophy. So I hope to hear you guys then. Our YouTube show is up. Our YouTube uh, um, Ball Top Podcast on YouTube. Please check that out. We're, going, we're doing um, a series with the NBA's NBA Top Shot NFTs. We just got a uh, All-Star Chris Middleton, which every time I look at that, the price for that has gone up. So, you know, YouTube is a new thing for me, so I'm, I'm learning a lot as I go. So any errors or edits, uh, I, I please ask for your forgiveness on those and kind of bear with me. Hopefully you guys learn stuff like I learned stuff through all this. But overall, everybody stay safe. Have a good night. Have a good life. Peace.
Get your head in the game. 